Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited about our conversation today and my guest. Sheena is an expert in the tax field and she's been a CPA for the past 13 years. And her specialty is accounting and tax strategy for those owning real estate or those wanting to create more wealth and passive income plus a ton of tax deductions by owning real estate. She owns a couple of short-term rentals and also long-term rentals and continues to grow her portfolio so she doesn't just talk the talk, she's investing as well. Sheena, I am so excited to have you on the podcast and to talk today all about finances because I think so many people avoid this topic and investing or they're scared to jump in. So I'm excited to have you today. Oh, thanks, Sarah. I'm happy to be here and excited to talk about it. It's not something we should hide in the closet um, and talk about our money and, and know that others struggle as well and help each other through it. Yeah, I really like that idea of understanding finances and investing. So tell me, how did you get into this and how did you start really focusing on the rental and the long and short term rental area? Yeah, so when I first went into the accounting pub, or public accounting world out of college and you just excited to get a job, it was right in that downturn recession in 08. And uh, there was a theme that I would notice with the higher income earners is they all had some real estate. And honestly, I, I tried to get back into investing back in that day. And it was really tricky with the banks and everybody kind of told me no, kind of laughed at me, I would honestly say. And I so I kind of just tucked it away and did my job and worked hard and tried to learn about as much as I could with finances and everything. But that always stuck in my mind. I was like, there's something to this. I need to learn more. And so it was a few years ago that I started getting into real estate again. Um, and that I kicked it off with some house hacking. I think that's an excellent way to go that people can get into real estate buying their primary mortgage or primary home with a lower down payment mortgage. So that's, I would say, kind of what really kicked it off for me, um, seeing what others are doing. Can you explain the concept of house hacking? How does it work and, and what? how can you get into that? Yeah. So house hacking. So there's a couple of ways you can do it. It's usually so you purchase you have a home that you own and you're renting out either rooms if it's a single family home or you may have up to uh, four units in a, in a small multifamily and you um, rent off those other units or apartments, possibly in a bigger house or or type of um, multifamily building. And so that term, the house hacking is you're just you're getting other people to pay your mortgage and yeah. I started with that where then I was reducing my living costs because 
I would say housing, our transportation and clothing and food, those are kind of our top expenses. And so when I started thinking, I want to make a change, I want to get more of that time freedom back, mm-hmm. uh, it, you have to start cutting expenses or growing your income. And I think I want to do both. And um, so, yeah, I actually had a split level home and I had a wall built up, a door put in um, to to section off the downstairs basement. And I rented that out and I did some short term rental. And then when COVID happened, um, I had a gentleman stay longer. And so I just kept saving and saving. And that's how I got the down payment for my first flip house. Oh, wow. I love that. So you basically just turned your house into a short or long-term rental and and then use that money to then buy your next property. Oh, wow. I think so many times we think that we have to save what we're making and figure out a way to save more when really you just thought of a way to, and, and others have thought of a way to be more creative with what they already have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it because it is challenging. It takes a while to get that down payment, especially with an investment property. Yeah. Um, typically, they were wanting twenty percent. Now, I just refinanced uh, a property, and he said, "For your next one, you're going to need thirty percent down." The banks know the economy's changing, and mm-hmm. so you've got to prepare for it. And yeah, I, I think that's a great way. It's like, okay, I boosted my income and I decreased my expenses at the same time. Yeah. Great. And then you started um, investing in property solely for short and long-term rental. So how has that gone? How how did you start that? And what has been your experience? Yeah, that was quite the journey. Uh, my first one, I bought in the small town where my parents live. And um, it's about 900 people in this town, the older homes. And I joined, um, I'm big on networking, I would say, and learning from others because I didn't, I didn't create all this. I, I like really dived or dove into learning from others. And so I joined a local networking, um, real estate investing group. And one of the guys posted, he had a house for sale in my, in that small town. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is it. I I messaged him right away on the Facebook um, group and said, I'm in, I'll buy it. And, and so we started talking from there. The house was $60,000. I put in over $200,000 in renovations. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I sold it for $367,000. Wow. So, Good for you. Yeah. It, it took uh, about eight months. Um, and so there's a lot of steps from A to B from buying to selling. And I would say I got creative. I didn't have that $200,000. I didn't save that much. Um, but the wholesaler I bought it from, he actually referred me to a private money, hard money lender, Mm -hmm. a company, and they gave me, um, 20% down. I had to put down to buy the house. And then they covered my renovation costs. Um, We agreed that it was going to be about $80,000. And I learned the hard way that those first estimates were way off. And so I ended up um, getting a HELOC on my primary residence. 
the real estate market went up. I started going, how am I going to get the rest of this money? The everything was costing so much more than expected. And so that was what I did. I just, I looked at the equity in my home and instead of doing a cash out refinance, um, you, you only get that cash once. And so I love a HELOC because I use the money. And then when I sold that property, I paid off that HELOC and I get, I've been recycling that money and using it over and over. Wow. And at at any point where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm way in, way in over my head. I need to quit. Why did I do this? Like what was going through your mind as you were doing all this? Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, there's so many days when I like to say blood, sweat and tears went into that house. A lot of lessons learned. It was even the wholesaler. I, I talked to him recently and he go, he said, yeah, that house was one of the biggest renovation jobs um to date and you tackled it but i mean i i questioned it quite a bit but i knew that i had to keep pushing because i had gone into this and i made out a game plan and the one of the fun things for me was designing the house mm-hmm. um there the there was no flooring like all the night like carpet or any flooring had been ripped up there was pile wow. high of the previous owners things um we sent dumpsters out of things so it was just like tackle the small stuff that we could handle i hired contractors um had to redo the electrical the plumbing but i just kept taking it piece by piece and kind of going back to i listened to podcast after podcast i reached out to people i just kept going gonna keep moving forward yeah i love it and now what what lessons have you taken from that experience to your future projects? Yeah, so I ended up buying the house next door and Oh wow. <laughs> one, mm-hmm, the property manager had she had come by to collect rent from the renters and she had saw that where there was activity and at the house we were there we were cleaning it out. And she said, are you buying houses in town? And I was on that high, I would say. Of, and at first I thought, yeah, I am. And so then she, she caught said, you on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She caught me before everything had uh, actually transpired. And, and I was doubting myself for a bit. Um, and so, so I bought that house in May of 2021, the first one. and so. She texts right in front of me, right there. And I'm in my work clothes and my work gloves and and putting things in the dumpster. And she said, um, I'd heard that 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 owner had wanted to sell the house. So I did have a little inside scoop and I heard that he wanted to sell it for 60,000. And I'm going, "Hmm, okay, I just bought this one for 60. Um, Let's, sure. I mean, who buys houses for 60,000 anymore? And yeah. so I said, sure, offer him 60,000. She texted him that and he said, okay. And I'm going, okay. How I just bought another, another house. house. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of, it's that one thing you just kind of figure it out. And that house ended up taking until October of 2021 to actually close on it because the renters kind of kept pushing to leave. Um, which was good. It let me work on the other house and really um, 
like streamline, I think one project at a time. Mm -hmm. And so the same hard money lender um, gave me the funds to buy the house. We, I put 50% down on that one. For some reason, I thought I need to show him I've got more skin in the game. Mm -hmm. And then he, they funded the renovation costs. And that one was a lot less work. It was a much smaller house. And so it kind of is the same, the things that I learned on the other one, I really incorporated on that one. And so it was a much smoother process. And I think you, you just keep, keep ro rolling your lessons into that. Yeah. Now you don't have a background in renovation or construction or anything. So you just figured it out. A lot of YouTube videos, um, like the first house needed a lot of work. And so I had contractors, anything electrical, plumbing, uh, those type of things, HVAC I hired out. Um, but on the second house, I got my fiance on board. He was like, there's something to this. And he doesn't have much uh, construction background either, but he's handy. And so mm -hmm. we did put in all the kitchen cabinets ourselves. Part of the reason from that was it's hard to find mm -hmm. um, contractors too. And we thought, well, we're going to save money because I spent so much the first one. Yeah. And that was, yeah, I think it was that teamwork um, and, and kind of just going, we're going to, we're going to tackle what we can. Yeah. So you learned how to do kitchen cabinets, the whole <laughs> nine yards. Yes. Yeah. And I, I trust me, I am an accountant 100%. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of picking up things, but it did give me a lot of um, faith and in, in feeling that we were going to do it by working with um, Kyle, my fiance. It was, it was that working together and it, I wouldn't have been able to do it without him, I would say, um, because yeah, there's a lot to do, but now I'm going, okay, when's the next one? <laughs> I love it. I want to transition into this accounting because uh, your background is in accounting. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of similarities to renovation to accounting because I think there's a process and a formula a little bit. But tell me a little bit about you really specialize your accounting business on with working with people who have real estate and other types of things. How did that come about and how do you weave those two together? Yeah, well, it came about, so I, I hired a coach, a business coach, uh, a few months after I decided to start my own business and focus on a taxes and accounting. And she really said, you need to niche down because that's how you're going to find clients better. And it was scary because it felt like I was going to uh, exclude people, but I picked real estate because kind of going back to that when I first started, I'm remembering um, what type of industry the people that really seem to have more money. And I would say mm -hmm. that was kind of in the back of my mind still. And um, they're creating this income that's more passive with rentals and everything. And so I thought, okay, I want to just research this, know it so well, plus I want to get into it myself. And this was before I bought those houses. I only had my primary and I was house hacking. I thought this is perfect. Um, the other part of it was I see so many clients that come to me or people that I talk to when they hear that I'm a CPA. They, mm -hmm. The real estate and depreciation world is very 
tricky, technical, and even a lot of CPAs don't understand mm-hmm. it. And it's, I understand that too, because they may specialize in maybe manufacturing or other kind of industries um, or be too broad. That's the other part. Um, most CPA firms just take anybody and everybody yeah, and so they can't specialize. And so I would mm-hmm. see so many tax returns of new to me clients and their depreciation was not set up correctly. So they weren't getting the best deductions. And I thought, okay, yep, that's my niche. I'm going to specialize in this. I'm going to know it so well that I have the confidence to really help clients save on taxes, but then build in a strategy to help them build a portfolio Mm -hmm. that gives them financial freedom. So I think that's... Yeah, I think that's so interesting because I mean, I know I I'm a course creator. I'm a, I do a lot of digital products, and when I first was working with the person that I'd worked with forever as an accountant, and I started doing this new type of business, they were very confused. And then I I actually sought out advice from somebody else, and they're like, "I think you need somebody who understands what you're doing because." Yeah. There are a lot of things out there that you could deduct, but they're not used to that. They're used to a bricks and mortar type business or a product based business and your products are different. They're just digital. So I love that you really focus in on the real estate part and helping people to also build that strategy, because I think so many times, you know, People only, uh, I would say, date their accountants around (laughs) April 1st through 15th. And you're really helping them throughout the year, it sounds like, building that strategy and really thinking about the things that they're going to do when they're doing them rather than after they've already happened. Exactly. And that's something else I really tried to work on to set myself apart is not having so many clients that I can have more touch points throughout the year because um, I'll admit it, it helps me when I know what's going on with my clients. And so we meet and I, we talk to them. We we've, I've helped my clients through selling properties, 1031, exchanging them, mm-hmm. um, changing them from a long-term rental to short-term to have a better cash flow and deductions. And that you don't get from your CPA if, like you said, you date them or only talk to them once a year to drop off your things. Um, you can't, unfortunately, expect a whole lot more from them. Um, yeah. And that's, that puts you both in a bad position, I feel, and you're not getting the best service. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing, too, is there's nothing you can do to correct the past. So once they've already done something, it's kind of you can only do the best you can with what you have. but. If you're really um, on the forefront of those decisions, you can really change the trajectory and make sure that they truly do the best thing for them and make the best decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of going back to what you said, when you had digital courses, I had talked to another person um, that had come across the same issue. It's new. And I have have to say, too, being accountants typically we don't like change. Um, and I think that is something that I, I'm, I'm different with. I do like change. I'm trying to keep up on technology, but accounts, we, there's a term that's uh, Sally, same as last year stands for S A L Y. And they love to look at last year, put in the new numbers 
for this year and move forward and nothing against accountants but mm -hmm. typically that's you know you're pretty similar um but if you keep doing the same thing you're never going to mm -hmm. get new results and yeah. so that's where you'll find the difference yeah i love it so one of the things that a lot of our listeners want to do is they want to leave their corporate job to create more freedom. And you mentioned that when you first started out, you noticed that the people who had more money tended to have real estate. So what would be your advice to somebody who's listening today and they're like, maybe real estate is the key to me getting out of this cubicle? Yeah, great question. So I would say start doing some research or listening to some podcasts. Um, Bigger Pockets was a big one I got into um, and books and learning. You learning the terminology, learning to be comfortable with that other people are doing it who are really just like you. They're wanting to leave their jobs. They're wanting to have more time with their family. Um, so that was a big, important piece. And you can find a mentor, joining a real estate investment group, um, knowing that you're not alone in what you're trying to do is a big part of it, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Having that support and knowing that somebody has done it before you, I think is so empowering and allows you to really get that momentum to get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the small things and the small decisions and changes you make that really, uh, I heard on actually podcasts because I, I listen to them all the time. And a gentleman had said, what you do now is creating your life in five to 10 years, because what you did five to 10 years ago, created your life today. And I thought that was really a great way to remember that those choices, big or small, can really have a big impact. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also when we sit and we think about, I want to do this, I want to do this, but we don't get into motion. Mm -hmm. It really sucks the life's, life out of our dreams. Even if we're not sure of exactly which way to go, just getting in motion, like you said, reading a book or starting with some podcasts and learning mm -hmm. does help to breathe life into those dreams. Yeah, I think because a lot of what stops us is mindset. We don't mm -hmm. think we can. We don't think we have enough money. We don't think we have the experience. I, like, I'm a great example. I had never built a kitchen, put in flooring, did those things. But you can learn. And yeah. we have so many things at our fingertips now. And it's, it's, it's really getting started and, and changing. And some of the things too, I mean, it's real estate. There's so many potential places to invest. You could be a passive mm -hmm. investor and um, you can get into it and get dirty. Like I did jumping into flips. Um, you can house hack. There's just so many creative ways um, that there's just not one right or wrong. It's, it's trying and seeing what works for you. Yeah. I love it. So if somebody wanted to work with you, how could they find you? And then what could they expect? Yeah. Um, so great place to go is my website. Um, that's growthadvisors-tax.com or at growthadvisors underscore tax on Instagram. Uh, those are the two best places I would say. And setting up a consultation, I would say, um, 
from if they've worked with a CPA in the past, it's going to be a whole new adventure. I'm going to get to know your goals. I'm going to get to know what drives that, what's your why, um, and, and look at what can we do for your taxes this year, because we've got one more quarter, um, and what can we start implementing to get you closer to that financial freedom and leaving that corporate job and that life that really makes you happy and fulfilled. I love it. All right, everyone, if you are interested in working with Sheena and getting involved in real estate, I encourage you to do it because you never know what your next adventure will be. And remember that you can boldly achieve without working double time. Thank you so much, Sheena, for being on the show. I just love your story and what you're doing to help others. Thanks. I really appreciate being here and chatting with you. Yeah, thank you. All right, everyone. Until the next episode, make sure you listen, subscribe, rate and review, and also share this on your social media so that everyone else can achieve their goals as well. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word GOAL. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.